In the holy name of Jesus, amen. During my college years, I scrounged up enough money to make a trip over to Europe, like many college students do. There was the flight, there was the train rides, the trolley rides, and there was the walking. It was a long trip, and if its length was not long enough, it was done in the middle of January, in the middle of winter. But in spite of being on a long trip, I could always gain strength by checking off each leg of the trip. First, there was the flight to Amsterdam, and there was the train ride to Germany, the trolley ride through Bremen, and finally the three-block walk down the street to the apartment. Even being tired, I had excitement as I knew I was approaching my destination. But then it happened. I got to the apartment building, and as I was walking up the stairs, I said to myself, boy, I hope this is the right spot. And much to my dismay, it wasn't. At that moment, fear and regret welled up inside me as I contemplated making a longer trip. But really, in the end, I just was one trolley stop away. And rather than one trolley stop, our wise men in the gospel reading are nine miles off. Perhaps it's not a trip for many of us. Perhaps it could be a career where we spend all our life trying to get to one point, only to find out that when we arrive, it is not the place we were to be heading. For us, it's a college major, perhaps. Spent four years studying one thing only to get to our senior year to find out that is not the place for us. Or perhaps it's something that you believed about the Bible. You spent your whole life believing one thing only to have it to reveal to you that you were wrong and you needed to keep on going. There are many things we think we know. I think we're headed in the right direction But once we get there, we find out we're off, and we've got to keep on going. And King Herod, he made a similar trip of sorts. His trip, though, involved plotting and devising plans to get to be the ruler of the Jews. Killed family members, made deals with the Roman Empire, who were the enemy, and did whatever it took to become king. His whole life was to get to that point. And then the wise men from the east revealed to him that he is in the wrong spot, that he is not the king of the Jews. The timing doesn't work out. The star rising does not match his timeline. And the one being born does not fit him at his old age. And once the wise men ask for the king of the Jews, it's in that moment that they also arrive at a destination that they thought they were going to. Because they came to Herod thinking that that was the place where the king of the Jews was. But it wasn't. And they had to keep on going. King Herod's and the wise men responses. They are the two responses that we have in front of us when we find out where God is revealed. 
the location of where God is. First, Herod decides to continue along his same path. He decides not to take a new path, but he decides to go along his same one by devising and plotting plans to kill baby Jesus and all the babes of Bethlehem. He does not decide to set out on a new course. He rejects the revelation, the epiphany of God made manifest in Jesus Christ. And then there's the wise men, to which they respond with true worship, true humility. True humility expressed in true wisdom. Their wisdom was by giving up any sort of claim of thinking they knew where God was. And in revealing that they were wrong, they joyfully and gladly accepted that they had to go an extra nine miles to Bethlehem from Jerusalem. And as they traveled, if you look in the Gospel reading, they did it with joy. They joyfully traveled, and they joyfully worshipped by giving up everything that they had that was precious to them and gave it to Jesus. See, the wise men gladly set out on a new course where that old way of Herod was rejected for the new way of Jesus Christ, of this newborn king. See, having a hard time at it on their trip from the east to Jerusalem, the wise men were very ready and willing and joyfully ready to accept a harder trip following Jesus Christ. See, once our Lord is manifested, is epiphanied to the wise men in the baby Jesus, they know they cannot go back the same way. I don't know if you noticed that at the very end of the Gospel reading. They went home another way. Because for the wise men, and for all those who follow them, it's either the way of Herod, or it's the way of Jesus. There's no in-between. And the way of Jesus is a new way. It's not the way of earthly kings. It's not the way of urban achievements of Jerusalem. It's not the way of King Herod. But the new way is the way of the dusty, unnoticed, unpretentious milieu of Bethlehem, where Jesus is. And looking at the grander scheme of things, the wise men realize that going an extra nine miles is nothing. It's like going one more trolley stop to your destination. It's nothing because it's nothing compared to the arduous trip that they just were on from Persia to Jerusalem. And it's nothing compared to the wonderful joy that sets before them in the destination of baby Jesus. The wise men could have easily returned to normalcy by going back home, but they resisted. And they continued on. And then on the front of your worship folder, there's a poem, actually, by T.S. Eliot called The Journey of the Magi, which describes today's gospel reading in terms of trekking, trekking from death in that first stanza that mentions cold, harsh 
wintry conditions. Trekking from that to life, temperate, trees, abundance. And then in the third stanza, something is quite unusual. They ask this question. Were we led all the way for birth or death? They are confused. Because they're not sure if they made this long trip for nothing. They're not sure if it was a wasted trip. But in the end, the last few sentences, the poem makes it abundantly clear that it's both. It is a both a birth and a death that they traveled for. It's not an either or. It is a both and. And whose death? Whose birth? Well, yes, our Savior's birth and death. But it also in- includes your own. And not just simply your natural birth and natural death. You see, as the wise men needed to die to their old way, their old journey, and be birthed to a new way, another way. So do you. See, perhaps you spent your entire life searching for God in all the wrong places. But I'm here in front of you to tell you that you're just one trolley stop away. You are just nine miles away. You are so close Because God has epiphanied. He has revealed himself in the person of Jesus Christ. And now, once you know this, you are invited to travel the extra nine miles. You are invited to go along that journey. You just have to go to the location where he said he would be. The places where he said he would be would be the font the word of absolution, the preached word, and at the altar. And once you meet our Lord in the flesh at these places, you cannot go back to your old way. You must go home another way. And that new way is the way of Jesus. It's difficult. It's hard. And you might be making it in the dead of winter, but guess what? Forgiveness and love are never easy. But they are complete joy. And we follow the wise men because, as they did, so do we when we make this trip. We give up any claims of power of knowing where the location of Jesus is. Because all we do is listen to his word. And we also give up any claim of possessions that might be precious to us, and we give them to our King, to our Lord. We must give them to Jesus to liberate us from them once and for all, so that we might live a new way. And that most importantly includes your sin. Let our Lord take your old way of life including your sin, and give you his way of life, faith, forgiveness, love, and communion. He's ready to receive it all. And now once Jesus is revealed, his epiphany manifested in the location he said he would be, now once we meet him, there's nothing but joy before us. There's nothing but a new beginning a new way home. 
So today you can't go back to Herod. You can't go home the same way. You must go home another way. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.